Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mess Hall Podcast. I hope you're excited for this one. Um, today we have organic vegetables. So over the next month or so, probably six weeks, you'll see us try a lot more uh, healthier options than we have in the past. And we're just going to give it a shot, see how it goes, especially in the summer. You know, nice salad season, organic fresh markets, like farmers markets and stuff as well. So hope to be hitting some of those up, see what's available and yeah, hopefully it'll be a nice, healthy summer for both of us. Yeah, just trying to, I don't know, detoxify because <laughs> of COVID, kind of. So for me, and yeah, so we'll give it a go. Um, it, they look beautiful. He said he organic. Yeah. We have organic and just regular, I guess we call them. Yeah. Um, so as you can see on our screen here, we have our um, food camera. Yeah, yeah so, food cam. So you can see what we're going to be trying. One row is organic. One row is just our regular food. So, yeah, yeah. And you'll see some of them are technically fruits, which we'll get into. But whatever, <laughs> <laughs> we eat them as vegetables. So, yeah. So shall we start? Just our plain carrots. <laughs> so. I don't know about you. One of the things I think of with carrots is how good they are for our eyesight. Yeah, that's the very first thing. Now, the English used to say it was good for night vision during World War II, um, which isn't true. Not night vision, just good for overall vision. But it was just, they said that to kind of create an illusion of having an advantage over their enemies. (laughs) But I don't know. I guess English people must eat a lot of carrots. And they were actually first grown for the leaves and seeds. Now, often we just, often you don't even get them with the leaves on. Yeah. We got some last, some local ones last year, and I would make pesto with the leaves, and I would make a chimichurri kind of. I mean, pesto is not classic when you use carrot, (laughs) carrot leaves, but still. It'd be interesting Um, to try it, though. Like, I know you made pesto with a lot of other leaves like radish yeah you use radish leaves this year and it was pretty good so yeah i don't like to waste anything so um and it's a relative of fennel and dill which you can kind of see if you think how they the fronds on those look kind of like carrots so early carrots were purple red yellow not orange now there's a claim by the dutch that they selectively bred carrots to make them orange to uh honor william the orange and the dutch flag which had orange on it at the time but it's possibly true (laughs) they did cultivate it to be orange is that why like yeah and the celts called them honey underground is what they were for interesting they're actually the only other sweeter vegetable is our beet which Mm. makes sense carrots are pretty sweet so there yeah let's get in let's see if we can taste a difference i'm expecting we will between regular and organic i don't know if you know which is which i do i do because i can tell by the sun-dried tomatoes oh yeah 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 carrot crunchy Sorry, guys, I forgot how crunchy carrots are. <laughs> there is a noticeable difference. Mm. This one is just more flavorful. Yeah, and it, it seems a little bit more juicy as well. Yep. It's sweeter, 
mm-hmm. yet somehow more bitter at the same time. Like the center yeah. seems more bitter, but I, it's I, sweeter. Like, I can see the bitterness at the end, like in the back of the palate. So yeah, the center seems more bitter, but there is a noticeable difference. Yeah, yeah. there was. It was. It seemed fresher almost. Uh, well, it could be just that. Our bag of carrots has been in our fridge for a couple of weeks, and these ones we just bought today. We can maybe chalk it to that, but I don't think so. They seem juicier than yeah, normal. Yeah, like I said, juicier was the first thing that I got. Yeah. And more carroty. <laughs> there was <laughs> yeah. definitely more carrot flavor in there, like just a, like a wow factor of carrot. And like you said, a little bit of sweetness, too. Yeah. So Honey underground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to compare them if my carrots grow properly from my garden. The tops yes. look nice. We'll yep. see what's... There's nothing growing under there well, yet. Well, there was a year I grew carrots, and I thought they were going to look nice because there was nice big leaves on Tombs. top. Yeah, and then they came out like this big, yeah. micro vegetables. <laughs> so we had a micro vegetable feast that night, which was fun. Yeah, yeah. So we're I'm learning gardening. It's not going well. <laughs> well, we'll <laughs> see. I'll tell you the end of this seasoning season how it's going. The Mess Hall Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. This week's podcast shout out is going to Emily Missed Out. It's been a while since they had a new episode, but they're back. It's one of our favorite episode or one of our favorite podcasts on the network. Not that the other ones are bad or anything, but I know Lena really enjoys this one and I enjoy it. So they're back with two episodes a couple weeks ago. So they hit us with Die Hard and then Speed. Both awesome movies, so I started listening to the Die Hard episode, so I'm looking forward to listening to the Speed episode. And like I said, Emily missed out. Make sure you check it out on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, probably wherever the podcasts are, or emilymissedout.com, and give it a listen. So next we have Zucchini, which... Isn't necessarily my favorite, but anyway, um, in France, places like France and the UK, they call them courgette, just okay. Belgium. So botanically, it's a fruit. It's actually a berry called a pepo, which I knew it was a fruit, but I didn't think of it as a berry, but that makes sense. It was brought to the Mediterranean by Christopher Columbus, actually origated, uh, origated's not a word, but originated is <laughs> in Mesoamerica. So like Mexico and Costa Rica, places like that. And it was brought to Italy around uh, the early 16th century and cultivated. They cultivated it. It was kind of a different origin and then started calling it zucchini in 1901. And then that's the first record of it being called zucchini. And then it arrived in the U.S. in 1920 by Italian immigrants to California. And one, like the singular, is called a zucchina. So we have zucchini, one zucchina, not zucchini. <laughs> and there's more potassium in a zucchini than a banana. Hmm, I did not know that. Me either. So let's give it a try. Again, not really my favorite. I don't usually eat it just raw. It's sweeter than regular, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. There wasn't too much of a difference, but it was fine. It was very, it was it's, zucchini. So yeah. It wasn't the greatest tasting, but it was all right. Like It's zucchini. I don't think anybody actually likes zucchini. It's just there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like zucchini noodles. Um, well, no. I'd rather regular noodles, but if I'm trying to be healthy, I'll make zucchini, like a zucchini noodle pasta salad. So kind of room temperature, and that's how I like it the best. Not just to eat it like that, not really my favorite, but yeah, I'd say there was a bit of a difference. It seemed yeah. fresher. Um, again, maybe it's how long it sits at yeah. 
a bigger chain grocery store as opposed to a health food store that we bought them at today, but the price difference is yeah. noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. So that So now we're on to broccoli. Broccoli. So <laughs> we talked about the singular of zucchini. The the Italian plural is broccolo, which means flowering crest of cabbage. It's also a diminutive word of brocco, which is a small nail or sprout. <laughs> when it was first introduced in England, it was called Italian asparagus in the mid-1700s. Again, it was brought to the U.S. by Italian immigrants in 1920. It actually was brought to France in the 16th century from a royal wedding, kind of part of the deal. And one thing I didn't know is purple cauliflower is actually broccoli. Which, it tastes like cauliflower. They're kind of the same kind of similar family, but it's actually uh, broccoli. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> You're full of and interesting things today. Thanks. Not like my normal boring self. <laughs> it's, and it's actually a big bunch of unopened flowers is what broccoli is. And it contains sulforaphane, which is believed to be the most potent anti-cancer compound in the, on Earth. And because of this, John Hopkins University tried to patent it, but com the compound, but they, they were put off by big broccoli. <laughs> and we talked about the potassium in a zucchini. There's actually <laughs> more vitamin C in broccoli than an orange. Which I huh. didn't realize that. You talk about like, iron and stuff. But yeah, so yeah. let's give it a go. Let's, I, don't, I don't necessarily eat raw broccoli either. I find it choky, so I'm going to grab my water so I don't choke. Choky. It's a word I just used in a <laughs> sentence. Yeah, I do love broccoli. It might be my favorite vegetable. It's up there. Shall we compare? Yes. Let's see if there's a difference. In fact, I had broccoli tonight roasted with my salmon. It was good. I like the regular better. That was more bitter. It was drier. Was chokier? I was gonna say it's a little bit more flavorful. Really? Like, like it has this um more of a floral taste to it almost. I can see that, but I liked the regular better. I but found both, that more bitter. They both had the same crunch, they both had the same texture appeal. Yeah. So it wasn't much difference on that, but I just thought it was more like I said, a floral taste to it. And that's what I just found. That was just me, so I found it more bitter and I like the regular better. Hmm. I mean again we'd cook it, I wonder. That'll be our next test, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I have so. pieces of broccoli stuff. <laughs> so now moving to one that I can see a difference on is tomatoes. Um, yes. Yeah, like the organic is way more red. So tomatoes, again, also brought to Europe by Columbus and... It was grown in Mesoamerica, so like the Aztecs, you know, Mexico, places like that. Um, also, like the zucchini, it's a berry, which I knew it was a fruit, but I didn't realize it was a berry. Um, and this, well, and then it was brought in the mid-1500s by Spain to Europe, Christopher Columbus, you know. And it comes from the Nahatl word, meaning the swelling fruit. Hmm. It's also in Italy, they called it golden apples or in france they call them love apples because they deemed them an aphrodisiac at first europeans were suspicious of tomatoes for a couple of reasons it's a nightshade just like the poisonous belladonna plant also the way the acid interacted with their pewter plates made them a little suspicious and their leaves actually contain a toxin but you'd have to eat a lot of them to for there to be an effect but okay. it's almost like rhubarb has toxic leaves for anyone who doesn't know maybe this is Suspicion led the town of Bruno, Spain, to have the Tomatina Festival on August 30th every year, which is 
a big tomato fight. <laughs> and it looks fun. Like I've seen like, I, I, I think it's just people in garbage trucks or something. <laughs> or not garbage trucks. Garbage sorry, bags? like um Well, some people might wear them, but like dump trucks. And they just seem to be throwing them out at the crowd and crowd throwing them at them. So I don't know. That seems fun for in... That seems fun in theory, but I'm just picturing tomato and acid on my skin and the mess and I'd wear goggles. I just don't, I think, I think we might have a different version of fun. (laughs) (laughs) It just seems stressful to me. So let's see if there's a difference. Regular tomato, not very good. Not bad. I shouldn't shouldn't say not very good, but. It's not bad. It's something you get at any deli, on your burger, on your sub, on the way to somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's only no yoga fine. mat. <laughs> you know what I'm referring to? No. Oh. <laughs> There's this theory going on that some some, some uh, deli chains have certain chemicals that they put in their produce that is the same chemical as in a yoga mat, but Oh. But when you really break anything down to their chemical composition, it just sounds weird. So let's give it a try in the organic. Again, you can see on the food cam there that there was such a difference in the color, like a lot brighter on the redness mm-hmm. and stuff. I feel like I want to sprinkle a little salt on it. I was thinking mm-hmm. the same thing, but I was thinking pepper instead of salt. Yeah, I could taste a difference. I could I could feel a difference if that makes sense. I was going to say the same, almost like the carrots. It was a lot more juicier. Yeah. And but, I wouldn't say tougher either, but it seemed like to hold together a little bit maybe. Yeah. And it just, um, it just tasted like sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a better way to put that, but you know, like gardens. like Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah you're right. When you pick something right out of the garden, that's what it should taste like. And that's yeah. what it tasted like. It was good. It was delicious. It was. Even though it was sitting in our fridge for a couple of hours. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see if there's a difference. Um, with sun-dried tomatoes. So sun-dried tomatoes are dried in the sun for four to 10 days. And they're super healthy because they keep their nutrients like lycopene, vitamin C, and their antioxidants. And this isn't so much a fact as an image. So Italians used to dry them on their roof, their ceramic rooftops in the sun. And I just... I just liked that image, so threw that in there. So we, it's a little bit different because we have sun-dried tomatoes and we have that are organic and our regular tomatoes are in oil. So let's see if there's a difference. All right, let's check it out. Oh, there's the ones in oil. I do love sun-dried tomatoes and I like that. I didn't realize they kept their nutrients. They're so good, yeah. I just thought there would be like raisins aren't necessarily overly healthy because they're so sugary and I thought maybe the same. Let's give the organic ones. I mean, again, the ones we had were in oil, so these are just dried, but way more tomato-y. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah just so so concentrated in that flavor and you get this like a little bit of tartness to it and you got a little bit of tartness with the ones in oil like the regular ones but these had this like i don't know how to describe it it was just a really nice tartness at the very end yeah and it was really good that concentrated tomato flavor in there awesome yeah maybe i've made well not sun-dried tomatoes on my ceramic roof but dehydrated tomatoes in the oven (laughs) grape tomatoes or cherry tomatoes and it's definitely worth making your own but yeah i'll have to try some with organic tomatoes next yeah i think it would be well worth it like they were just really good i i enjoyed them they were a good price too so which brings it it was big bag for 350 um this episode of the mess hall podcast is brought to you by atb financial the future of podcast 
Today, I want to tell you about ATV's new podcast, The Future Of. Join Todd Hirsch, ATV's Vice President and Chief Economist, as he connects with special guests who offer unique and useful perspectives about the future. Explore how our economy and communities can not only brace for change, but embrace the opportunity it creates. From the future of women in business to the changing nature of work itself, Future Of helps us understand what's coming and what we need to do today to get the tomorrow we want. Featuring two episodes each month, plus bonus episodes, The Future Of includes interviews with top community and business leaders from Alberta and around the world. Subscribe to The Future Of in the Apple Store, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found. And connect to ask your questions about the future by emailing thefutureof at atb.com. But that brings me to my question. Is organic worth it? It's hard to say. Um, It depends what you're doing with it. Yeah. If you want a nice salad, yeah, organic all the way with especially tomatoes. If you're going to make a pesto, like a, say a sun-dried tomato pesto with like organic carrot tops, because I'm assuming if the carrot tops tasted are just the same as carrots, though that flavor of the carrot top is going to come a lot more. Yeah. And making a pesto with organic carrot tops, sun-dried tomatoes, some nuts or sunflower seeds, whatever you want to throw in there would be great. Yeah. Um, Salad, like I said, or you're going to make zucchini noodles, I think it might be worth it. Just have that extra flavor. But I think if you're just going to cook it, like make a stir fry, it might you might lose some of that freshness, that quality in there. I, I think some things were worth it. Well, I liked the regular broccoli better anyway, but I generally like broccoli steamed, just plain steamed. I don't even like anything on it. I Not even salt and pepper, and I would think... That kind of kills some of the taste yeah, anyway, yeah. but I don't think that's worth it. The carrots were worth it. They're more of a snacking carrot. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I I would definitely have that as a snack, just plain carrots and yeah. I, a little bit of hummus. That would be nice. So. I generally don't go for the carrot sticks first on a veggie tray, but if they were... Well, I, I wouldn't say nobody. It depends I, what's on there. If you have zucchini sticks on there... No, but yeah, I, but I don't know who puts zucchini sticks on a platter. So, some kind of monster would. Just I not might us. put a zucchini stick on. <laughs> <laughs> Way um, to bring it back. I don't know. There, it does come down to cost. I mean, there's the talk of like the dirty dozen and what you should buy organic and what doesn't, and what's the dirtier of the regular. But for I will say for me, we eat a lot of produce in this house. Yeah. We really, we go through a lot. And it does come down to cost because I feel, and we talk about this with meat sometimes. We feel yes. we can do a lot with cheap cuts and cheap, like plain. Like we know yeah. how to th- make things taste good. So I don't know if it's worth buying buying organic for me. Yeah. So. Maybe a tomato just... For to slice and eat just like that, which yeah. I don't do. I'm not a humongous, just plain tomato eater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I think, yeah. For me, it all depends what you're having. But yeah, I think we're gonna wrap this up. Stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Hell Johnson healthy. and Joanne McLeod. <laughs> just like, yeah. So hopefully next week we'll be doing something similar. I think we're gonna try to hit up. A yeah. farmer's market, see what local veg is compared to like big 
brand name kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, maybe do some fruit if yeah. anyone has any ideas. I know this is a little off off the norm. We have so much candy in our house, so we have to kind of take a break and teach our son moderation and that yeah. he can eat candy all the time. Exactly. Even if that's what we want to do. <laughs> okay. And yeah. thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be here next week. Yeah. Thanks, guys.